So welcome back on our famous meetings. They are famous, you know, that I just, last week I learned that it's like fourth parish in parish which follows this oh, wow. format. So it is, it is great, it's spreading, so it's, it's it, and it works, what I hear, so we are famous in little Slovakia. <laughs> in the size of like small city in America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to continue this text 75. Anyone who praises his neighbor out of hypocrisy will later abuse him and bring disgrace upon himself. Very interesting text. But, well, it's... Uh, it tells us several things, you know, that one thing is that he gives us advice how to avoid disappointments in life. Uh, this Holy Fathers, they were really very good, very good uh, psychologists. Oh, sit there. <coughs> They, they knew human heart and they knew how people are acting. And uh, because of that, they are giving us very good advices. And it is good to listen to them because many times we are under pressure, and which is created by, I would say, world, you know, that which pushes us and forces us, well, you must love your neighbor because you are Christian. And like, without any condition. But true is that we have to be very careful how we live our life because uh, it doesn't mean to, to love our neighbor to expose ourselves to and to be be hurt with people who are not honest and uh, those who try to live spiritual life and and to enter to this uh, deep unity with Christ those people they start to I call that that they can smell if something that's right they can smell if somebody pretends that okay I'm so pious and you can smell oh, you cannot point to anything but you f see or feel somehow or you understand it is not um, correct it is not true and you probably you probably you don't know uh, why but you can taste it you can smell it and uh, I think that this is some kind of ability which I don't know how it is. It is connected with the spiritual growth which should serve us as a protection or God gives us to protect us. And, uh, and we have a lot of, uh, like, um, St. Ignatius, if you remember, he told us about that, 
and a few notes about that. He says that that one who praises you, um, uh, does he do it from really deep respect, love, and humility, or he just wants to play on our pride to get what he wants? He gives, he gives us this question and we should answer to ourselves. You know, and, 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 well, we do it very often, you know, that sometimes we know how to deal with people. If you know a person who um, is under, under like this passion of pride a little bit, so if you want, if you want something, if you want to put him something or do something, you start to play or uh, use words which raises his pride, pleases him or vanity, and you can reach what you want. If you if you if you are curve, if you know how, what is this weakness of the person, you can use that to reach what serves for you. Good. So in this case, we are we are those who are taking advantage of weakness of person. And the same way, uh, it can be tr um, it can be used against us. This this psychological games. If somebody wants to come to some kind of profit. And he says that if somebody does it in this way, we have to expect that after the person gets what the person wants, he will betray us. And we know that. This is our experience. I, I think in some way, each of us experienced something like that and it was very bitter. You, you felt that, well, we felt that we are we were used, you know, abused, you know, in some way. And this causes then that, that we are extra careful or maybe not correctly careful or we refuse to do good things if we are asked because we are afraid of that we can be hurted again. So St. Mark asks, if he tells us this, he wants to protect us. He said that we, we, have, we, we have to be very, very careful and to um, not to jump to this temptation of these praises. Uh, always when, when uh, and it, it's, it starts with that humility that if somebody praises you, don't take it too close to heart. Be careful. You cannot stop the person, but they can, you can stay humble in your heart. <coughs> and this attitude will 
protect us. Will protect us. Okay. And and it's very important because each disappointment we experience in this way um, can be trigger in our soul. Trigger which will obey, give which will give rise to passions we probably really put down uh, like anger uh, which calls for revenge bad sadness you know and uh, some 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 people they suffer they from gluttony you know like it is it is uh, often uh, in movies I don't know how it is now, but before it was that uh, there was somebody was disappointed, so um, always this was this scene with bucket of ice cream and big spoon now loading, you know. <laughs> that that uh, again, this is some uh, this disappointment uh, leads even to awake no dispassion to or alcohol, you know. Or drugs. <laughs> right. Questions or comments? This. All right, so let's continue. He who is ignorant of the enemy's ambush is easily slain, and he who does not know the causes of the passions is soon brought low. This is very easy text. Uh, we heard it many times in. Uh, different variations. This call to vigilance. You know that uh, we have to be very careful uh, how we deal with war, how we are in the world, and we always has to have to be a little to be suspicious, not to trust immediately things to those things which come from the world, because. If you remember, uh, it was Branchino again, mm -hmm. when we are reading that he brought to our attention this vision of St. Anthony the Great, who, who in vision saw all these traps of evil one, or devil. And when he saw that, the whole world is like covered with these traps. So he was so sad or Hopeless, we ask God who can help us. How how can we go through this this world, through this life? What help us? And the answer was humility. And uh, one thing is that this vigilance is important not only to see these traps, but without that ability. Uh, we are not able to keep commandments. Very easily, if we don't pay attention, very easily we slip to ways of life which is um, which is worldly way of life. And uh, 
very easily because it's natural for us and uh, in this way we really cause uh, wounds to our soul and it is not it is easy to say well I will be paying attention to everything I will be paying attention and but well it's not it's not enough just to tell yourself this if you are not able to keep vigilance or mind to pay attention if we keep windows of our soul open for all impulses coming from outside it's it's then it is impossible to be vigilant if you let this wave of impulses from the world to flood our soul, it's uh, we can wish, we can have good intention to pay attention, but we are, are not able to do this in this case. Saint Elphan recluse he tells this or describes that, that well that he says that our news it means this soul or our soul or you know I this inner I or mind this higher uh, level or our soul that that this lives like in a castle which is our soul and body and now if there are like these five windows there or doors and those are five senses and he says if you don't keep these doors or windows closed so our mind this ability is higher level of our soul and, and this level is communication with God is is made dirty it makes like blind not able to communicate with God. So we have to really, at first, pay attention to all these senses and to really choose what comes to our mind, to, to this news. We don't want to make this news blind without sensibility towards like God. Still, there will be a lot of impulses coming out from our heart, from these memories, <coughs> which are stored in our in our uh, heart, in our soul. So still, there will be a lot of battle. Why to add more? But the other hand, if we want to help ourselves, we should be like wise doormen, you know. For example, if we do spiritual readings, yes, we need to open this sense of seeing, you know, or we are listening something spiritual, something good. We should open door of hearing to listen to those things. You know that always we have to be careful what we let in, what we let in, and. Uh, it's so easy 
to go under influence of those impulses. Um, when it was like to 1997, I think. I was in my second parish, second year, and 97 is because it was famous year or great year for Slovakia because like first private uh, TV station started to broadcast, you know. We had on the TV like there were like three channels, you know, and that's it. And suddenly, oh, those were people who had these satellites and they could get this from abroad. But first Slovak TV station and started to broadcast and what they started with some kind of we call, call it tel, telenovel, it's soft, yeah, soap, soap operas. Yeah. Yes, Tell it was from Brasilia, Brazil, mm -hmm. and it was like simply married in translation, and it it had it went like thirty minutes every day, and it was like not never ending story. You know that if you miss like five parts. You actually didn't notice that because it was repeated and these emotions and you know that that young lady she was always crying and oh. <laughs> anyway, our old ladies who were coming for the liturgy each evening, uh, they started me after voice they started me to beg that. Can you move liturgy fifteen minutes later because there is a, this. I said, uh, no. <laughs> I said, this is great movie. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> Look, she is praying there. She asking Mary for help. And I said, but she's prostitute. <laughs> but it was it was difficult to argue with these ladies because, <laughs> but they were caught by this with this this. Uh, uh, stories, and I realized that <clears throat> they fell in love with that mm -hmm. in that way that it was enough for them to sometimes to hear that she is praying, and they were they were ignoring all these immoral like all this like uh, uh, what was going on there. And so they, we had tough two weeks or three weeks in this fight because they always sent somebody else <laughs> to negotiate <laughs> with me. I said, no, no. But they repeated morning, so they didn't miss that. <laughs> but those ladies who were whole life, they were coming to a church for each liturgy, regularly on confession. They opened their soul, you know, these, these senses to... Uh, this story and uh, they overlooked immorality which was there and it was not only immorality it was like some kind of way of life use was presented so it was easy for them to somehow accept if their grandchildren follow this way of life. Does it make sense? 
It's why because it was ah, it is normal. It is normal. So we have to be very. We. It's not only uh, important to have this intention to be vigilant to things which are coming on, but we have to make prevention. We have to make all these good steps which keep these doors where soul, these five senses closed very carefully to do this. Questions or comments? No? All right. So let's continue. Knowledge of what is good for him has been given to everyone by God, but self-indulgence leads to negligence and negligence to forgetfulness. How it is again? Self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. Indulgence. Oh, I forgot this word. All right. We are protected. God gives us protection, even like to be vigilant through this voice of conscience, which tells us, informs us what is good and what is bad, what we are supposed to do. This voice of conscience, if we don't kill this voice of conscience, always points us and shows us what is really good. But if we are taken uh, by desires for pleasures, various <coughs> pleasures, we are slowly losing ability to hear this voice. And it is because, for example, if somebody goes to bar and has one shot, two shots, and then goes another time with friends and have two, three shots, and he starts it to like that, and and the person sees that the this measure of drinks going up, if he ignores that and continues, so through this, this voice of conscience is gone. The person can hear that still, but don't. the person stops to listen, stops to care about this voice of conscience. And in a similar way, Many of these pleasures which are offered to us, uh, they cause this uh, slowly dying voice. They, they cause this, that, that voice of conscience is slowly dying in us. And with this voice of conscience, when this voice is gone, so is gone in ability to know it's, it's, we are losing this gift of knowledge which is given by God. Because conscience is not only that we, it is this gift of knowledge that we know what is given to us as a gift from God. We know naturally what is good, what is right, what is correct. Mm-hmm. 
but this pleasure, following pleasures or passions, through this we are uh, losing this this gift. And uh, it's it's common, uh, very common. It's it's uh, uh, it's not something what what is rare. And the problem is that people then they don't know what that they lost something. And even if you tell them, they, they will say, no, no, I'm fine. There is no problem. They are, they are not able to understand or they are not able to admit that they lost this knowledge because they became the slaves of these passions and it made them deaf, blind. And uh, so this is why if you read instructions, uh, I mentioned in Telfan de Recluse, uh, when you read these books, that uh, Spiritual Life, which is this set of his letters to Anastasia, and uh, we can see there how these good spiritual fathers, how they act. So he encourages her, and he's not alone, all these holy teachers of spiritual life do the same. He, he encourages her that to use each free moment you have to read something that is good. Read prayers, read spiritual reading. Have always around some kind of book that you can read and to 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 gain some kind of knowledge. And this is this is very useful, you know, because uh, we should actually we should have good books all around our house, you know, and. Uh, uh, My friend, he told me uh, many years ago, he was like a character, said that his favorite place is restroom. Because he says, I always have a book there and I gain so much. It's funny, and how he said and explained that, you know, it was funny, but it's true, you know. And, and it, it should be like, we should have always, we should be always somewhere close to something when in the time we have. It's because this spiritual reading or these books are not novels that you have to continue. In. Many times you read paragraph or even some one sentence which can enrich you in that way that the way of your thinking for the day is corrected. You know, in some way, or your mind is raised closer to God. So it is always good to have a lot of books. Even we have our own, like some kind of book we are reading for a spiritual reading. But well, it's not problem to have more books around. Just in the and these places we know that this there are like places when usually we have a little bit of time, you know, it, it is, it is, it is very good. And, 
Miro told me that when he was in seminary, so he, he said he had this habit that on the door there, there was something you can put on the door. You can put uh, some kind of note there or something. So what he was doing, he was, if something caught his attention, so he wrote down and he put it there. So always when he was coming to the room, he saw that. You know, this, this uh, was a reminder for him. And then he told that several seminarians, they told him when they allowed to go around his door. <laughs> because there is always something but like inspiration, you know. I don't know for how long he was doing that, but uh, but it is something like that which, well, probably don't, we will not put things to our door, but but you know the principle that that that, that to have to think about that and to have those things uh, at hand with to have this strategy, this plan to put those things on yeah. these places which can help us. So this is one of the very, very powerful tools, you know, which can uh, um, encourage us to change way of our thinking and maybe to bring challenge. And especially when we know why we are doing that, that we want to protect ourselves for, from this forgetfulness. So if we know that, so then it will be very, very good tool for us to to um, use it, and and then we can even uh, we will see these moments as a many times as a moments when we found suddenly like treasure. We would not find it uh, otherwise. Because many, if you do this, so many times you you read one sentence and it like opens your eyes to understanding and, and you know what I learned now through this text. Really gave me light, something clicked, I something understood, and this will have a huge impact on my life. So it is like big treasure. Father, yes. And, and, you know, I, as you were talking about self-indulgence, and, uh, you know, I think you're more or less implying that, okay, it can, it can lead to too, too much, and then that can lead to negligence and freaking the fullness of your spiritual journey. But I'm reminded of the gospel where the one uh, woman comes into to Christ and, and washes his feet with oil, very expensive oil. And of course, Judas said to Christ, you know, that money could be, given, you know, that oil could be <coughs> sold and the money given to the poor. And he said, well, the poor you have with you always, but with me you do not. And so, you know, that could be interpreted as, as self-indulgence, but, I mean, so I, I guess are we saying, all right, so let's say your, your children give you a 
a gift of a, of a massage, you know, to go to a health spa and get a nice massage. And, and I suppose if you, if you do that, so I guess it's, it's a matter of frequency. And it's like, and there's no other reference in, in of, of, of Jesus receiving, you know, these indulgences. But that one time, I think he was maybe doing it more, saying, look, this is giving uh, health, help to this woman. She wants to do this, and it's helping her, and that she's trying to show... Uh, well, I, I, I don't think know, it was... Compassion uh, for it, him. Indulgence, you know, in this case, because what it was, it was showing respect and respect. love to God. Yes. And in when there, is, there should be no measure how we do this. Look, um, I just I just uh, tell this that uh, we forgot to to do this. If you go through Europe, you know, like I just I will take East Slovakia. So we have in East Slovakia we have Košice, Prešov, Bardejo and many other cities, if you go there, you find beautiful, huge churches, which is like, now it is like uh, something that is valued, you know, tourists go. Now, in Kozice, this was like, in that time, when it was built by these people in Kozice, this dome of Saint Elizabeth, it's very famous, and uh, and uh, uh, it was it was people built that. It took several years, and uh, we wanted when we got freedom and wanted to and we needed to have another parish, a Catholic parish in this big city because we had you know, we had only one place and people were demanding that. We were not able to build one simple structure. You know, so I, I mean is that uh, this, this generosity towards God is, is very low. You know, so this is why it is difficult for us to understand her act, which was well, extravagance. You know, yeah. but well, uh, people, uh, when, when you know uh, the greatness of God, so that for God's glory you do big things. We, we don't do this anymore. We lost this knowledge. Now, so I, I, would, I would say this, that this was not something like very, I would say, special. It is like this respect towards God and but for example if you get gift from from children for the massage sure right. you are going there you know and or you are invited you for supper say, hey, yes i'm going to do this like every day yes well okay now we're maybe yes. we're maybe pushing that the, the thing is that uh, this these pleasures is that we become slaves of these pleasures that you know it is like when I um, for example now you have big business 
of this cosme cosmetics, you know this this uh, women's, women's uh, not only women's men too, you know makeup <laughs> makeup and and some kind of this whatever it's huge business plastic surgery big business you know and what does it say about it, it say about uh, some kind of searching for this pleasure which comes out from this feeling that I can attract through my this some kind of beauty which I create so this is something what what I don't say that look there there is there are reasons you know that that there is some kind of defect or some kind of wound or something that you try to cover you know it's fine but well you know the story about that that lady this that uh, she had a vision that uh, in our dream that God told her I give you another 15 years to live on this earth so she was older she says great so she went to like plastic uh, surgeons so he did work then she went to what is her you know she fixed that and she bought new new clothes and everything then she went out from the store and a bus hit her and killed her and so she came to heaven and said oh lord you said 15 years i'm i'm sorry i didn't recognize you <laughs> you know but but many times we act this way you know and this is something what what it, it is this self-indulgence you know because we are led to this because of because of our desire for some kind of pleasure whatever it is and we became uh, and we become like uh, slaves or that and we don't realize that we consider it as a, it's normal you know it's normal normal thing and uh, because of that you know it leads us to this deafness uh, um, or blindness towards um, uh, this truth which uh, come from this uh, gift of knowledge forgetfulness because we are focused on different different things and this is why we are called and the spiritual fathers they they remind us that we always should try to strive for simplicity in life to lead simple life but again e but even in that then can be trapped because evil one uses even that that we can go really to extreme you know that uh, uh, which is not healthy and and we don't and we we have this very simple life because it gives pleasure to us that we reach this simp this strict simplicity of life and you know we have we have pleasure from that so 
this this what should be tool becomes our goal and we are missing mark we are missing uh, that the, what is the purpose that it should bring us closer to God to make us free more from God you know and uh, so it is I remember in my when I was growing up a little little tough, tiny township you know <laughs> it was more village and township and there was like a very I remember I was a child and one lady died and she was like Everybody was helping her because she was like, she's poor, poor, poor. And she died and they, people went to somehow to put things together. They found like almost one million crowns. It was like, who had one million crowns? It was like king at that time. This was very, but she was so pure, not because she was saving you know, like each, like penny, to that, to extremes. And uh, so she was, she didn't live this simple life in order, like, to live this some kind of poverty, um, to be more free for God, for soul and grace and soul. It became her idol this simplicity. So we have to be careful because when we go, there should be always some no balance, correct balance, which should keep us on correct track. You know that, um, so even this, uh, these pleasures, you know that if it, there are too many, it's wrong. And if we become like so strict that well, nothing, you know, so then be, this extreme can become uh, harmful for us too, you know. So this way, does it, I, d well, I don't know if I answer of, your uh, question. It <laughs> reminds me of, of, a, of well, a, a man, he was a monk and he came to St. Michael's and was uh, there for a few weeks and, and he had wonderful homilies and he said that, uh, you know, he was so pleased with the, the life of the monk and that it was just so peaceful and simple and, and that yet he realized that he couldn't just close himself off, that he had to go out and spread God's word and try to be evangelical and yet that was that was hard for him because he had to leave the uh, uh, is it the uh, monastery and uh, and and you know he didn't want to leave that that simple pure kind of existence yet he realized he he had to so um, I think that that's sort of what I'm hearing yeah. from you is that yeah you, you well this, this is some too attached yeah and even to that yeah but well. I think that this is something like practice that many times bishops call these monks out from this solitude or monastery because they need them to cover like empty parishes and shortage of priests. But look, to be monk, it's it's really vocation which uh, really should be respected. You know that. Uh, because what kind of monk it is if that monk has to live in the world and to do things 
which worldly things are doing. So this is like this is like Sim Macarius, um, is famous, like this almost founder of monastic life, one of founders of monastic life. He says that monk is uh, uh, if if monk goes for a day or two because he must go to the world. So then he should make repentance for the time he had to spend in the world. And and so it is. I, I so he probably understood well his vocation, and he felt that like uh, cross. And I would, I am returning back to Branchino, but I love Branchino very much because he gives like nice summary of many things. You can just find it and here. And if you remember, the how he explained what monk is. He says that he was using this picture or this from Old Testament, this prophet of Jeremiah, and in this lamentation, lamentation, I think, mm -hmm. that prophet Jeremiah is standing on the ruins of holy city. Uh, he sees this holy city in ruins. Enemy did that. And he's standing there in the midst of ruins, alone. And he's crying for God's mercy from above. And this picture, if you can picture this monk, this prophet, in the midst of disaster, ruins, calling upon God for mercy. So this is what monk is. Is the person who is alone who sees disaster in the world, who sees brokenness in the world. And he is in the in solitude in this world and 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 is crying for his soul and for the whole world. He's crying and asking for ev for him and for everybody God's mercy. And it's a beautiful image, I think that this is the Best the best explanation. What does it mean to be a monk? If a monk flirts with his world and brings to own life these many aspects and ways how world lives, the monk is destroying his vocation and cannot. Uh, the monk will not grow. You know, not gonna grow. And this is why, uh, why, uh, when we read his holy fathers, we uh, we see there and, and we we read that this a lot of instructions which force them return back from the world, and many times even like Anthony the Great, uh, many times when they uh, these these holy men these holy monks when they came to maturity and they have a very good reputation, people are coming to them and they were giving like they gave good advice. Sometimes sometimes these kings and rulers of the area, if there was some kind of disturbance, you know, social problems, so they called this holy man, come and give instruction, give word to calm down the situation. 
and they came usually they and they and they gave it uh, many times the situation was like calm down so these kings or governors or whatever rules of this area they wanted to force them to stay in the world you know to keep this peace and many times those who stayed they lost their vocation mm. and San Antonio the great he was asked to come to create some kind of peace in society and when the governor wanted first wanted to ask him to stay longer he said no as a fish dies when it is under out of water monks dies when it's out of world out out from uh, solitude and he was running back to his solitude and this is something what what I think that in somehow disappeared you know this understanding of these holy fathers what monastic life is monachos means alone that one who is alone just one alone or you know and uh, and there's this this understanding that person who receives this vocation it is just, it's that one who s decided to spend time with God and runs away from the world not to be in isolation but to pray for also for salvation to pray for whole world like that Jeremiah when he was standing on the ruins of holy city seeing all this disaster destruction ruins he was calling upon God asking for mercy you know and <coughs> this is very noble vocation I but I think that in present time uh, uh, this monastic life was changed in many ways you know that it's too open to the world too open and well we have this uh, well it's difficult for uh, uh, others as Eastern Catholic Church because well it's not really established well yet uh, but um, if you look at all these congregations and uh, in the West different and they live the what is that charisma of the founder so actually they are not and like those rentorists who are very more relative in Slovakia and I have a lot of friends among them and in our in the city Srobko my page was very close they had monastery they call it monastery but and they were coming very often to rector to visit me you know <coughs> when they were bored so they came and I, I many times I told them you guys you are no monks you are no monks you don't behave like monks you know <laughs> and they told me we are not we really we are not monks we are renters we are congregation we are not monastics I said alright you know if you take it this way but uh, good guys don't take me wrong you know but uh, they knew that they don't live this this ethos of uh, monastic life as we know 
as it is in this tradition of these holy fathers, that there was some kind of shift. And maybe, you know, that there was a need for that, need for somebody who would dedicate, give life to God in order to serve him as a teacher, as a nurse, as a whatever, you know, this, this <coughs> kind of, um, um, uh, somebody who teaches at university, you know, but, but all these activities of the world, you know, takes toll on these people. They suffer, I think, that if, uh, if, they, if they want to go to the core of this vocation, so they have to feel that, at least I think, they have to feel that um, something is missing. Something is missing, you know, and uh, and uh, well, anyway, I went too much, too far, but in some way, look, we should be all, and we are all monarchs, you know, like alone. We are in some way we are very similar to monks and nuns, sort of like because. We are alone in front of God. You know, if you if you think about that, that you will give account to your Lord alone for your life, and you should you should keep this mind is responsibly for your soul, responsibly for these duties God gave you to do even if you are in the world. And, and it means that it is necessary to understand this is my vocation as a person who was baptized and through this uh, has was invited to participate on this eternal, uh, eternal life now, life is Christ. If I want to keep that so yes, there is this movement to deny or refuse world. We live in the world, as, as Christ was saying, that I'm praying for them because they are not from this world anymore. When he was praying to apostles, they live, they are in the world, but they're not from the world. And, and this, is, this applies to everybody who's baptized. And uh, then it is strange if we uh, allow our passion to participate in life to which we don't belong. It's like betr to betray our vocations as Christians. You know? And, and uh, in this way, you know, that I'm not going to criticize, you know, but I'm just using your example. If we live this, if we understand this, so then children, Christian children, would not give to parents that kind of gift which would ignite passion in them. Okay? Does it make sense? 
Because if if we live our Christian life, so we don't give to somebody what can cause harm, spiritual harm. We find these gifts which can bring some kind of blessing. Eternal blessing and look well Marzaka can confirm that we had one meeting in my second parish. It was this year of uh, 2000, or preparation for 2000, so bishops, they, they ask us to have like formation meetings, you know, like preparation for this year. It was good, I, I like that, but well, materials they sent us were not very good. You know, usually it, is, it was this way. But we had this discussion, and I remember, you remember that we were talking so, something similar, and about habits we have as a Christians, how we follow world, and we say, well, if you go to visit somebody, so you so you take like bottle of wine or brandy, and you go and you bring, you know, you know, as a gift, a present. I said, well, this is nice, and I said, well. Why we Christians follow what the world is doing? Wouldn't it be nice if we bring a book? Mm-hmm. You can taste it like chocolate or can drink it as a whiskey, you know, but, well, uh, I, I'm not saying that we should go to extremes, you know, because this belongs to life too, but as a principle to really rethink the way how we live as a Christians can go to these details that that if we know that okay this person is bat- battling with some compassion so or like this um, alcohol or something so I'm not going to bring that person like whiskey you know it doesn't make sense you know <laughs> That you know what I mean. Would be, I think, very no, but evil. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we should we should keep this our this we should keep this our vocation as a Christian, uh, which comes from our baptism, really in mind and to really adjust our habits, way of life, to fit to this vocation. One thing that we started, and it just kind of happened by accident since we, what, three or four, four years? When we get invited to a Catholic graduation, instead of giving them money, we give them a very nice icon. And we started doing that the last few years. So. Nice. Yeah. Good. And they really appreciate it. I can't tell you how many Christmas presents I got from my grandmother's were rosaries. <laughs> I got a lot of rosaries, and that was, you know, that was, I cherish them to this day. I have them. They were wonderful gifts. So. This, 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 yeah. But I have to admit, as a child, I, I loved chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>